escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Hello, good evening and welcome to Johnny's Prime Live from our studio here in Accra. We're live on DSTV Channel 421 and GoTV Channel 125. Around the world, it's on myjoyonline.com. Coming up, Echo has orders activation of its standby force. After eight ultimatum on to Niger's military junta elapsed, details as it says no option has been taken uh, taken off the table. Also, fresh details emerge about what the special prosecutor discovered in former sanitation minister's initial complaint to the police as he retrieves five hundred and ninety thousand dollars and two point seven million cities from Cecilia Dapers residence. We'll tell you how much the special prosecutor found when he assessed the total transactions on the former minister's frozen bank account over a period. Also, the Bank of Ghana justifies the decision to spend up to 250 million US dollars on a new headquarters, insisting the old office cannot withstand earthquakes and other earth tremors. At 8 p.m., I hand over to Pius Kojo Baka to bring us prime business. And the International Monetary Fund jumps to the defense of the central bank, insisting the regulator um, financial position is confident and sure to withstand any monetary policy shocks. At 8.30, Razak Musbao will be joining us with latest from the World of Sports. Obama Fuseni commits to raise the level of Ghana Athletics as his elected president of the association with the World Athletics Championship in sight. Join us. We are independent, fearless, credible. Please stay tuned. Join News Prime Headlines was brought to you by... Don't take risks. Use a condom every time. And thanks to Malatu, I kicked out Malaya one time. Someone spices. Yes, sir. Now, ECOWAS has ordered the activation of its standby force after it ultimatum to Niger's military junta elapsed no, a communique after a meeting of heads of state of the regional bloc in Nigeria said all options are still on the table. Niger's elected president, Mohamed Bazoum, was ousted at the end of last month, and the coup leaders have since resisted diplomatic attempts to resolve the crisis. President of ECOWAS Commission, Omar Aliou Toure, read the decision of the summit. See, uphold all measures and principles agreed upon by the extraordinary summit held on Niger on 30th July 2023. Underscore the determination of the ECOWAS authority to keep all options on the table for the peaceful resolution of the crisis. 
enforce all measures, in particular border closures and strict travel bans and assets freeze, on all persons or groups of individuals whose actions hinder all peaceful efforts aimed at ensuring the smooth and complete restoration of constitutional order. Warn member states who, by their action directly or indirectly, hinder the peaceful resolution of the crisis in Niger about the consequences for their action before the community. Call on the African Union to endorse all the decisions taken by the ECOWAS authority on the situation in Niger. Further call on all partner countries and institutions, including the United Nations, to support ECOWAS in its effort to ensure a quick restoration of constitutional order in conformity with its normative instruments. Direct the President of the Commission to monitor the implementation of the sanctions. He also expressed concern for the health and safety of the democratically elected President who has spent more than two weeks under house arrest. Reiterates its strong condemnation of the attempted coup d'etat and the continued illegal detention of President Mohamed Bazoum, his family and members of his government. B. Further condemns the, con the condition in which President Bazoum is being detained and hold the CNSP fully and solely responsible for the safety, security and physical in integrity of President Bazoum, members of his family and government. Austin Aigbe is an alum of the African Leadership Forum, Alpha, and member of the International Public Service Association, IPSA. Austin is also a global affairs analyst and joins me via Zoom uh, with more. Now, Austin, grateful for joining us here. What is the implication of this decision? Austin, kindly on mute so we can hear what you're telling us. Oh, sorry. Okay. Um, said, thanks for having me again. It's been an awesome um, follow-through what's happening in Niger, mm. uh, particularly with, the, with today's resolution. Um, mm. We thought that ECOWAS was going to play down on the military intervention. ECOWAS was going to amplify the diplomatic channels um, to strengthen all of the gap that existed with the first uh, uh, threat, uh, particularly the first uh, the sanctions and all of the things again that's been on the table, like they have said. So technically, nothing has changed. So we are back to the conversation that the possibility there will be a military invasion in Niger is very high. In any case, in any case, there's actually a military intervention right now in Niger with the with the rebel rebel group that came up yesterday and announced a possible counter uh, measure to 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 regain um, the country from military junta and, and, and get back to the constitutional order. And that rebel group has said that they were back in ECOWAS. I, I, I'm already thinking, uh, the invisible hand again, that may imagine rebel military intervention, there's a rebel group, uh, was it yesterday or this morning, there was an attack, and some rebel groups were freed. Um, suspicious of uh, 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 military junta is suspecting that possibly it was France who, who, who did it, that they moved all the way from Cameroon to make the strike. You see, all of those conversations is on. And I'm curious that ECOWAS will want to go in between to make a stand and insist on the military intervention. If ECOWAS does go ahead with the military, military intervention, 
from the outside, I, I'm particular about, because like I said, there's already military intervention <laughs> in, in, internally. If there's an outside force coming in from Ghana, from Nigeria, from Syria alone, from Liberia, from Senegal, and uh, Cote d'Ivoire and Co., if they come in, I see a monumental damage to the West Africa region. Monumental. Mm -hmm. Because uh, it is clear that the heads of government are only protecting their own. Okay. Mohamed Banzun is one of theirs. Mm. Um, they, none of them are thinking about the citizens. You are, um, you are going with military invasion into a country where you have defenseless civilians, women and children that may be armed, and you have set up. You have put your, your, your military architecture on standby. But, 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 but what could they have done when the junta, junta has resisted any attempt to use any other alternative to, to resolve the matter? So what would have been done, which is consistently been done, is to place sanctions. It's to place sanctions, and you have done the, your sanctions. In any case, we talked about ECOWAS missing the beginning of negotiation. Rather than negotiate, they actually went to confront, to confront the junta. And I've said consistently, the strategy wasn't the right one. Apparently, ECOWAS is now ashamed that they are unable to consistently stand, uh, to reverse their decision. It will be, it will be misnomer. It will be like a shame on ECOWAS to say, what now happens to your military intervention? Are you, you are backed out. Come on, it's a shame. So ECOWAS doesn't want to back out. ECOWAS wants to maintain its stand as the regional government and to insist that the control order must be restored in Niger. But there's an there are many alternatives. Now, we, you are, I'm sure you are aware of the former um, Emir Kanu, yeah. uh, former Tibian governor, who mm. went in and had fantastic conversations. Can we explore those conversations further? Can, I know that um, uh, Sanusi, Emir Sanusi has gone ahead to brief the president of Nigeria, who is the chief of ECOWAS. What, what, what was the discussion about? Was the discussion to engage in military intervention? Mm. I don't know. No, but, but they've said that all other <laughs> options are still on the table. What are the options? The option is pension, no fly zone, mm. uh, um, freezing of account, uh, and all of those. Those are the options that are on the table. The okay. last of the option is military intervention. Mm. And the last, which, the last mm. of the option, which is military intervention, is actually number one because the, the forces are being activated okay. after the standby. So it is, mm. the other options are. Complementary mm. to the military intervention, in okay. my opinion. Okay. Now, is it economically prudent for, for member states to want to contribute to, to this action? It is, it is. It will be detrimental to every country who will put in their forces to try to restore whatever in Niger. We need peace in Niger. We need constitutional order in Niger. We need the military junta to pull out. We need them. But the consequence. Recognizing the Sahel region, which is already dom dominated with conflict and violence, mm. that may have the possibility of a snowball effect. What you are saying is that if Ghana, with the huge crisis and uh, all, all of the things we hear from Ghana, we hear from Nigeria, uh, uh, many unions are going on strike. Yesterday, uh, the, the medical, the doctors just suspended their own strike. There's, we need money to restore dignity. As we speak, the country Nigeria is facing an economic crisis. The, 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 the U.S. dollar is close to being a thousand naira, and the implication is on 
they increase the fuel uh, I mean, fuel subsidy have been removed. Mm. And you check across the community: is it Syria alone? Okay. Is it Liberia that have election in October? No, it is not mm. economic. There is no economic benefit. Okay. The only benefit now, is that uh, one some, of our some people are also calling uh, on Algeria to lead the negotiations where they cool leaders, since they have some kind of relationship. What do you make of such suggestion? That, which country is that? I didn't hear that question. I mean, some people are calling on Algeria to lead the negotiations with those people because they seem to have some kind of relationship with the junta. What do you make of this suggestion? Well, first of all, I, I doubt if ECOWAS will want to engage Algeria. Algeria is out of the area. And you saw the threat, the very strong threat by the ECOWAS, a threat by the, the, the commission's president, that any member state that go against the decision of ECOWAS mm. To even though they put the sanction properly, but we know what that means. He has told you if you go against, and that is a clear message sent to Mali and Burkina Faso, okay. who had offered to support Niger. Algeria will be at the level of AU. Since the ECOWAS have asked AU to support the decision of ECOWAS, and of course the United Nations, the EU, I mean the AU and the United Nations can speak to, to Algeria because of the relationship that they had to intervene and make a peaceful resolution. All right. Grateful to you for joining us. Yeah. Two other stories. A senior research fellow at the Institute for Fiscal Studies, IFS, says the criticism of the Bank of Ghana after it announced the loss of 60 billion cities in 2022 is unjustified. It, it has been a busy last 24 hours for the Bank of Ghana, which has been trying to explain away the unprecedented 60 billion cities losses recorded by the bank in 2022 and some expenditure. In particular, the minority have taken aim at the new Bank of Ghana head office, which has been constructed at a cost of 250 million US dollars. We'll hear from Dr. Saeed Boache shortly, but first, this is what our cameras captured at the new Bank of Ghana headquarters site. So, this is Ridge. Um, what you're seeing behind me is the new Bank of Ghana head office. It is directly opposite the Ridge Hospital and uh, also adjacent the Fidelity head office within the Ridge area. It's also close to the Ghana Maritime Authority uh, office here. So if you know Ridge, it is within this enclave that the, the new building is. These are two structures, both comprising several levels of, uh, you know, of offices. Now, the first one, I've been there, I counted between 9 and 11. The, the, the second one, which is, of course, the one in front, um, would also have between about 12 levels because my, my eye can see up to the ninth level, and there are three more above the ninth. Now, the first one, which is about between 9 and 11, has an underground. Um, what we know uh, from what we saw was that steel benders are seriously on site uh, working to ensure that they make the, the structures available for concrete works to be done to form some of the pillars at, I think, on the safe level. Uh, I mean, all the levels have numbers by them. Where the workers are is the one they've, they've labeled L6, which uh, tell us that it could be the level 6. So this is what, what they're doing. Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder. 
la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. But um, I conferred from some of them and really saw on the frontage of the helmet they wore that the name of the company in charge is Gold Key. And they tell me it's Gold Key Development. That's the company executing the project. Uh, they've, they've already erected the structure itself. What you're doing now is to, I think, reinforcement going on. And then the final work would also take place. So that is what is happening here at Ridge at the New Bank of Ghana building. Now, beside it, uh, beside this uh, tall building, there is another building that, that is not as tall as this and a very large area that we anticipate to be used as a car space it's it's really really a huge building as for that i should i should uh, really admit right it's a, it's a huge building um i mean they said that the old one is not earthquake resistant so you expect that this has been built with a technology that makes it uh, an earthquake resistant one uh, unfortunately the Uh, safety officers I met, I met three of them, they weren't willing to speak to us, but I'm sure in due time when the expert or the consultant on this building come out, they can then give us some more facts about this building. But from, from what we've seen, that is how it looks. It looks like the work is progressing steadily. Uh, the whole structure has been, I mean, erected. They are doing final works and then probably the finishing works will be done as well. That is what we've known since we've been here. Now, economist and senior research fellow at the Institute of Fiscal Studies, Dr. Saeed Boache said, the Bank of Ghana cannot be blamed for the losses it suffered because the year under review was to melt us. People should cut the Bank of Ghana a flag. In a that, you know, what happened in 2022 was very planned budget. The first quarter, they have planned to go and borrow four billion US dollars from the Eurobond market, bond market. As a result of the downgrade, the country was the country was virtually blocked from that market. Meanwhile, the government has done its own planning. What we should also understand is that it is not easy for government to retrench money or the biggest part of this budget. Look at compensation of employees, debt service, and others, which are even more than revenue. Secondly, revenue also underperformed. The Bank of Ghana has to step in, and everybody has to understand this. Everybody has to understand this. The Bank of Ghana has to step in. In addition to IMF, IMF also has to understand that. And that is why in our review of the IMF program, you are telling IMF that you cannot put that block, that limit on our Bank of Ghana intervention. That is what is done everywhere in the world. When the central bank is in deep fiscal trouble, deep liquidity trouble, the central bank has to step in. So definitely the Bank of Ghana has to step in. Even though I do not know the amount involved that was supposed to be involved, and if they have overdone it, It's another thing. But just saying that the Bank of Ghana has led to Bank of Ghana losses, it's not here.
Uh, it is a constantly moving story which appears to be never-ending in twists and turns. It will be right to target, quote, the Cecilia Dapa shaping, shifting story, unquote. I join you is learning of fresh details regarding what a special prosecutor discovered in former sanitation minister's initial complaint to the police. It comes on a day we discovered the exact amount a special prosecutor retrieved from a home. We're now also learning about how much the special prosecutor found when he assessed the total transactions on the former minister's frozen bank account over a period. Isaac Ophiaje is with our research and data team. And as always, he joins me in uh, the uh, studio with a breakdown mm. of the figures. Kofi, what are we learning? Indeed, such an undulating story. And if you can see on your screens, what we are trying to do is to value the total amount involved in this whole Cecilia da Paz saga. So we start from the basic, the amount stolen, uh, the cash stolen, which was reported to the police. Uh, we did some, you know, uh, so from, from, the, from, the, from the charge sheet. Exactly, it is from the charge sheet. So we just converted from, you know, uh, CDs and euros to dollars so we can have one basic um, you know, um, currency to have. So when we did for the cash stolen, we are looking around $1.4 million that was stolen uh, in this Cecilia da Par case. We go to the next slide and it talks about, um, you know, if we can have the next slide on, uh, talking about other things. This is the words that were stolen uh, in this Cecilia da Par case. So we are looking at six pieces of assorted kinti cloth. It was around $9K, $9,000. We have other suits, uh, $3K. The total worth we're looking at right now is around $150,000. That's worth in this uh, you know, saga alone. Let's look at another one. Um, if you can have the next slide um, on the screen. Bank details. And this, um, you know, this is what is actually causing the whole a controversy. So you look at dollar transactions over a period that the OSP says we're looking at $5 million. $5 million. The CD in her account at this juncture was around 48 million Ghana CD. If you convert using an exchange of $1 to 10 CDs, is around $4.8 million. So this is over a period. Over a period. It so is not like what is stuck in there now. Not at all. Over okay. a period, that was a transaction, her dollar transaction mm. in one of her accounts. Investment, uh, 100,000 Ghana um, you know, dollars. Cash in bank uh, is around 70,000 uh, you know, dollars. If you sum this, you are looking at around 9.96, almost 10 million, million. You, you, know, um, you know, dollars. Let's look at the last uh, but one, which is the cash that was um, you know, retrieved from a home, dollar, you know, $590,000. CD, if you do the, you know, the conversion, you're looking around $273,000. Now, let's look at the total. That is where you see the whole Cecilia Dapa you know, case. Mm. Cash stolen, $1.4. Words, $153,000. Bank details, nine, almost $10 million dollars amounts retrieved from a home is around eight hundred and sixty three thousand dollars. If you add all of this, Brace, we are looking at twelve point four million dollars in this whole saga. So we are looking at the amount in the accounts, mm-hmm. transactions, were stolen, and what was reported on the charge sheet. So there you have it, twelve point four million and this is a you know an undulating story. Mm-hmm. It's still happening. It keeps, it keeps changing. We hope to see 
Uh, well, maybe we can add more, or I don't know what will change. All right, but th that's what we have. We've been doing the calculations for you, and you have it $12.4 million. Interesting, and that's how the story, as he, he said it, uh, keeps changing, is one that you expect to change at the spell of the moment. We'll take a quick break, we'll return with more stories here. Stay with us. Charlie, what number? The malaria will knock you down, eh? Charlie, no joke. Fever, headache, vomiting, loss of appetite. I couldn't even eat my usual fufu. <laughs> <laughs> you and your fufu. But I hope you got it tested before the malaria treatment. Yes, I did. And thanks to Malatu, I kicked out malaria one time. When malaria strikes, take Malatu, containing Arthometer and Lumifantrin. Comes in tablets and suspension for effective treatment of malaria. Malatu Thank you. Thank you. No is suitable for adults and children. Manufactured and distributed by NS Chemist Limited. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. It feels like becoming an entrepreneur aside academics is never going to be possible when you're in school. Mainly because we feel that we are young and we don't have the resources and the guts to be one. But if you believe in yourself and you have the passion to become an entrepreneur, then you already are. Staying ahead in a highly competitive environment requires applying creativity and innovation to every aspect of your journey to becoming an entrepreneur. Presently, entrepreneurship is driven by creativity and innovation to attain business objectives. The explosion in technology, business, entrepreneurship and consumption in this new era is as a result of the ongoing application of innovation. Milton Bell once said, if opportunity doesn't knock, build a door. So, if you are ready to be an entrepreneur, Heritage Christian College is ready for you. Heritage Christian College moves you from a wantrepreneur to become an entrepreneur. My name is Tina. I am a person living with HIV. I got to know my HIV status after I gave birth and lost the child because of HIV. In those days, prevention of mother-to-child transmission services had low patronage due to fear and stigmatization. Today, many HIV-positive women have delivered negative children. I follow the guidelines and take my HIV medicine called ARVs every day as prescribed by my doctor. This makes me strong and healthy and also prevents me from passing HIV onto any future child. Please, avail yourself of PMTCT services when pregnant. It is the only way to ensure you do not pass the HIV onto your baby during birth or pregnancy. If you have tested for HIV recently and it was negative, test again when pregnant. If you have tested positive, go to the hospital after birth as directed by your healthcare provider. Your baby will be given medicine immediately and tested to ensure baby and mother are well. Let us work together to have an HIV-free generation. Our children must be free to shine.
Hello, my name is Abeku Agri Santana. If there's anything that makes my life so easy, it is my bank. I love hanging out with my boys' boys at our usual fufu joint. But even without cash, we still the job better with Ecobank Mobile. No matter the time of day, my bank helps me stay in touch with my beautiful wife whenever she's away. And when my beautiful wife is in town, she never misses out on her favorite TV shows because I'm able to pay up all my TV subscriptions from the comfort of my mobile phone. Whenever she has to get groceries too, my bank makes it cashless and convenient. And the part my wife loves the most is when my bank makes it possible and easy for her to shop from any part of the world without moving. <laughs> Welcome to the smart world of Ecobank. Download Ecobank Mobile from Google Play Store or the App Store and discover the smart way to bank. Ecobank, the Pan-African Bank. Daddy, Daddy, <sighs> this tank is big. Yes, that's true. It can store a lot of water. That's so true. Wow, it has a working surface on it. Mm-hmm. That's so true. I can see S I N T E S syntax. That is so true, my daughter. When it falls down, it will spoil. That's not true. But why? Why? <laughs> Syntex was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntex again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntex gives you the biggest warranty seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex tank. Are you strong? Are you tough? Many people think I get whatever I want because I'm a popular actress. But no, that is not true. And when I find it, I stick to it. My shishumanya bell pack tissues. Bell pack ewa tea roll. Bell pack tea roll. Soft, but not weak. Strong, but not hard. It is smooth. It's just perfect. Same as the kitchen towel. One bell pack kitchen towel lasts longer and saves you money. It's time you switch to bell pack today. Say a pocket tissue, table napkin, tea roll, and a kitchen towel. Bell pack is simply the best. It's just perfect. Welcome back from the break. Now, an inspirational Ghanaian has developed a beautiful natural homestead where he keeps animals for business and conserves the environment by converting degraded land into forest. After some winning leading to a degraded land about 24 years ago, the enclave at Domiabra near Ejiso in the Asante region is now a one-of-a-kind farm surrounded by forest. Mahmoud Mohamed Nuruddin visited a home. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? 
la emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. So when I came, I found out that some of the parts, uh, the land is being used as a sign winning area and for that you cannot plant anything. So what? So I consulted the agri ministry and they introduced me to the fisheries department and they told me that oh, we can just uh, repair some of the pits to make a fish pond. To me, I always say that this place is a little heaven because from the Bible we all understand that Adam and Eve started from a garden and the garden comprises so many trees and different types. So I brought a, a discussion with my dad that why don't you go into different types of plants. Since this place is an eco-tour site, people will come and learn things from here. So we decided to plant, we have the jackfruits, crab star fruits, we have um, In local dialects, we call prekese. Mm. We have other so many plants around mm. that people also come. Some come for it for medicinal purposes. Mm. Some come for research purposes. Some also come for tall size. Mm. So this was the inspiration behind mm. it. That's why we created so many plants here. Today on Climate Focus, we are here at Kuma Farms. We would like to find out what was the motivation uh, to convert a degraded land into a useful one. In fact, when you come here, you would see a lot of trees. You will see different kinds of animals here, and you would be amazed on how this particular land was converted into a useful one. And I was awarded the uh, district best farmer and metro best farmer in 1998. So that changes me to go into more farming. Since most of the animals they were found in the let me say they were found outside of in natural, in the forest, natural environment. Okay. The fact that we brought them here doesn't mean we have to detain them from their natural habitats. Mm. So we decided to leave the place just as it is so that they will feel at home. Mm. Because in case we make any changes, they might think they have been captured mm. in a, a particular place that they will not feel comfortable. 62-year-old Nana Kwekusia established the 15. Kuma Farm Complex Training Institute in February 1999 after 20 years of service as transport officer at the Kwame Nkrumah University of Science and Technology he left to focus on restoring the environment the land was something like a place that they have um wind sand so it was not good for any agricultural purposes but I decided that If it's closer to the swampy area, it can be used as fish farming, and I, so I started with that one, and with some small uh, livestock. Excessive sun weaning rendered the land here degraded, 
and riddled with galleys and Asia sought assistance from the fishery department to convert a portion of the land into fish ponds. He now has four departments on the farm. That I'm having about four to six departments. That is the livestock, the aquaculture, mangoes, and the, that is the tree, and then the poultry, then a small game. Nanashian's Air Force have earned him recognition as a farmer and friend of the environment. 2002, I won the National Best Aquaculture. And in 2004, I won the second National Best Farmer. And a lot of uh, uh, awards that I've received, uh, like the Menshia Excellence Business Award. I always say that this place is a little heaven. After studying BSc Agriculture at KUST, his 31-year-old second daughter, Teresa Ohenewa Kuma, has joined him to further turn the area into a wonderful part of nature. We have antelopes around, we have geese, we have python. They normally call royal python. We mm. have the python here, which is in its cage. And also have um, African giant tortoise, which is 82 years of age, mm. and it is 77 kg. Mm. Of it, I think it might be heavier than you. Mm. We have it here, and also have the African um, African dwarf um, crocodile. We also have them here. We have those local bears here, and we have different types of ducks. The ducks we have here, we have the local ones and we have the foreign ones, mm. and most of them have their names being posted around. This is a serene, cool environment with pure air. When you are here, you can get a very nice breeze from the pond and passes through the green sun. You see, everything is very perfect for that. So I decided not to uh, cut off all these trees, to, but to maintain it and even plant some. The air here is very clean. It's not saturated because everything here is very natural. Yeah, since we have different types of plants around, each and every plant has its own medicinal purposes. So as we inhale it, we are not just inhaling only the air, but we are also inhaling some medicines in it, which can also induce in you and can work on your system very clean. Nanasia and his daughter's greatest goal is that people recognize the value of soil and land, since without fertile and productive soil, humanity cannot Progress, a report by Mohamed Nuruddin. That's an exciting space. Now, a less expensive form of dialysis for people suffering from kidney failure involves filling the abdomen with fluid and draining the fluid to rid the body of waste. The method known as peritoneal dialysis is done manually or automatically using a machine called automated cyclia. Now, this automated cycler, which does the exchange of fluid for a patient at night, is important and can be financially stressful for the poor. Biomedical engineering students of the Kwame Nkrumah University of Science and Technology have been able to build a less expensive cycler. Love FM's Kwesi Deborah has more for Tech Thursday. We have these two procedures that we do, that's hemodialysis, that we use the hemodialysis machine. Now, um, statistics shows that the number of hemodialysis machines in the country isn't much, and so um, mostly they are, being, um, they are expensive, they are, ex- they are very expensive, and so this procedure is mostly being used, the manual continuous ambulatory peritoneal dialysis 
which we have automated. The traditional procedure is being used um, in the hospital, mostly at the, for the children, at the children's ward. And so um, we sitting back and looking at the challenge that we have, um, we have as a country that hemodialysis machine, um, they are not enough in the country, and most of them are um, being owned by government hospitals, and hence the price are very high for one um, procedure and so we do this also to subsidize the cost and also it can be used in the hospital and then um, as well as use, being used in the house. Another part of it is that with the traditional continuous ambulatory peritoneal dialysis, it's a um, labor intensive. Uh, with the traditional continuous ambulatory peritoneal dialysis procedure, the, there is the inflow, the dwell time, and then the drain. Okay, so with the inflow, um, the mechanism that they employ is gravity, where they hang the dialysate bag on an IV pole and then um, they open the channel for it to flow into the peritoneum cavity and then when it's done um, they, they close the valve that's manually done they switch the valve for an in a dual time which depends on the peritoneum cavity of the patient so it can go from um, 30 minutes to uh, an hour or more five hours okay so with this um, procedure we we didn't want um, to change the identity of it, so we kept some part of the traditional, traditional continuous ambulatory peritoneal dialysis, and we automated um, other parts. So the parts that we uh, we kept is the the inflow part where we use the gravity. So, so here you hang your dialysate bags as my as my as my colleague is using. Um, this is the dialysis. This is our dialysate bag for practical purposes. So you. Hang it, and then um, you allow for the um, an inflow. So here we are performing the rinse. Okay, so um, as the as we pass through the dialysis from the from the dialysis bag, there is a motor in here. For the normal one, we use them. Um, for the traditional one, we use gravity for the for the drain. But here we are employing a pump. So you, as you can see, as the water as the water goes in here, it is being drained out here by the pump in the machine, which in turn speeds up the whole process. And it's safe because um, the normal pressure that's not going to affect the cavity of the human being is um, 10.3 kilopascal. And we calibrated our pump, our water pump in there with the, this value, so it's safe to use. So um, as and when the drain is done, you hear a buzzer indicating that it's done. Then the valve switches to a different procedure. That's this is the rain. So then it goes to an inflow. MPP MP for Subing Eugene Boache entry says claims by President Kufuado that he does not support any of the presidential aspirants and the party's flag brushy praise is a mere political gimmick. The president, in a meeting with party communicators, declared he has no interest in who wins the primaries, although he will vote for someone he can inflict defeat on the NDC. But speaking to Joe News, Eugene Boache entry insisted 
that the president has a candidate he supports and probably marshalling executive power to support him. So long as President Huwari is going to vote in this election, he has, you know, he's supporting somebody. I mean, talking about voting... So, bear with me, bear with okay. me. so long as he is the president as well as a delegate in this election, he's supporting somebody. If he says, well, I'm not going to vote, then fine. But once we are going to vote, and even in that same statement, the president said that we're going to vote somebody who was going to inflict a third defeat on the NDC. That means the president has a choice. He has a, fair, a preference. And if you're a president with executive power, with resources, are you going to sit, uh, you know, uh, back and say the president should go on campaigning? Yeah. You do everything. If somebody supports you, they, they, they finance you. Right? So let's put that aside. It's, it's political talk, so let's put that aside. But I've given you a scenario in 2007 where there was this perceived establishment candidate. And that was Honorable Alain and President Kufuado, President Kufuado was a candidate in that election. I was with him in his office in Odorans, where he stated categorically, in a joint interview, you can go back. Yeah. You can go back and look for the clip that there was a perceived executive interference. Right? Do you, do you send something like that in this election? Oh, well, <laughs> I'm just, I don't know why you want to draw me back. I said, in 2007, President Kufuado at the time told the whole country, that he wasn't supporting anybody. Yeah. Was that the case? If that was the case, why would President Kufuado then, on the eve of the elections, say that there was a perceived interference in the, in the election? You understand? understand? So, the fact that the President said that he doesn't support anybody doesn't mean that he doesn't support anybody. He's not somebody because he's going to vote. Yeah. And I wanted to And if 10 people are contesting yeah. who, you've, who you've, oh, you've worked with, all of them, as ministers or as party people are contesting you, you know, two former campaign managers of yours. Yes. Achei Jaku and Apreku. Yeah. Right? And you say that you are going to vote in this election. And you, you, uh, once you are going to vote, that means you have a choice. And that choice will be supported. Could it not be that the president will vote, he has a choice, but will not do anything actively? No, then the God is a source of support. Well, Eugene Boachie has also been lamenting what he calls the continuous flouting of the party's code of conduct. He cited the endorsement by leading figures of the party, including a former general secretary of the party. He describes the endorsement as indiscipline, which must be dealt with. We don't learn as a party. That's a sad thing. Politicians don't learn. Because, I mean, a party had issued a code of conduct. And you rightly mentioned some names there. You know, these are senior members of the party flouting their own code of conduct. And let me tell you something. What actually happened? Now, to me, it's more humongous. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Breach of protocol than what you just alluded to. We were in Kumasi for the, for the National Conference, yeah. I think in 2021. Yeah. And for the first time, I witnessed the president, Anandanko Kufuado, sit at the conference grounds 
for about 30 minutes before the, the vice, vice president, president came to the grounds, you know, followed by MPs from the region. If that's not, a, if that's not gross disrespect to the seat of the presidency, what is? Because what normally happens is the president is usually the last person yes, to come to the yes, grounds. Yes, the chief of staff will come, the vice president will come, and then the president will come. But the president sat in state, right? The cameras were on him for about 30 minutes. They were suddenly literally about 20 meters away from him. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the vice president came with MPs. That is a more humongous breach of state, of state protocol than even these endorsements, these endorsements. And I mean, you know, if we are going to go into a game, a game here meaning election, with rules, then we must all respect the rules. You understand? You cannot have people respecting it and people flouting it with impunity. And that is what is worrying. Because, you see, you've seen all these things before, right? You have other members of the party denigrating other aspirants. Now, former Trade Minister and flag very hopeful of the new Patriotic Party, Alan Kwajo Chirantin, says the party must elect a candidate who is marketable enough to represent the MPP in the 2024 general elections. Speaking to delegate across some constituencies in the Ashanti region, he touted his quest to lead the MPP as a, quote, national call, unquote, saying he is the only candidate who can win over 2 million votes for the party in the Ashanti region. Nanabwati Yadom reports from Kumasi. Alan Chamating has taken his campaign tour to the Ashanti region ahead of the NPP's Superdelegates Conference and the November 4th presidential primary. Flanked by some constituency chairmen, members of parliament and other figures of the party, he urged delegates to elect a marketable candidate to lead the NPP to election victory in 2024. Why are you opposition? When you are ready? I am Mr. Mupi. If you are not ready to go into opposition, then listen to the plea of Ghanaians. They constitute the over 6 million people to help us break the eight. Breaking the eight, Meanwhile, Mr. Chamatin has been receiving endorsements from party chairmen across the region. You are the kingmakers. Your decision is final, and I know you will give your support to Alan Chamatin. I believe after your speech, they will listen and ask me to also vote for you. Former Member of Parliament for Evaluate Ajumoro Jura constituency, Catherine Afeku, says delegates must remain resolute in electing a candidate who can win the presidency and not just a flag bearer. And for the past four months, we've been traveling the length and breadth of the country telling the delegates that you need to choose 
a flag bearer who can become a president, not just a flag bearer. And it resonates with the people in Ashanti region. The people genuinely know that it's his time. And that, that is... Caprenu, Eya, and Nutrium too for say a bibber o Tadia, Tadia, Unsan Cotonu in Pilu, Namekanfu, SCP, Ama, SCP, Ewa, Tema Shahel, a one of Fatrick Sienu, Essi, and Yenape, pavement blocks, Boss and Casancasa, and a DDC Dem Biarano, Oko Shahera, SCP, Ebemobi, some person who soon dine, Napoto Bu concrete, and Yafra Koto Cement, Akopabu, Akopania, Ufre SCP. The concrete, I'm messing the with quality. Cement warm on the good camera amount. So, what am I? A fiena, dodoa, a flower, bong, and in particular, in the office. I was printed road. You never buy a restaurant in the different room. For SCP was 0501-672-608. And now, toll free number 0800-626-262. When you're little, days are extremely busy. Or traffic jams, meetings, conference calls. Luckily, our mom is here to take good care of us with day-by-day baby and day-by-day kids and their naturally active ingredients. Our skin is hydrated, soothed, and protected all day long. Yes, hello. Kwajo, why are you late? Yes, Kwajo, why are you late again? Kwajo. Can't you talk? See, Mommy, I could lie like Amma and say I was doing my homework with my friends. Or lie like Amma and say I was helping Grandma buy food. Mommy, I will not lie like Amma. I was playing with my friends, and that is why I'm late. Homework now. Thank you for not lying to me. Your Kalipo is in the fridge. Kalipo, the natural fruit juice drink. Oh, V, you know that thing. This advert is FDA approved. My name is John. And this is my long-time crush. My cookie dipped in strawberry yogurt. On this scorching hot afternoon on our way back from a long job hunt, we met this good Samaritan who offered us a ride. Six weeks later. Big night to Chanel, a special wedding reception for her bride and groom. And there she is, my cookie dipped in someone else's yogurt. Don't be like John, who holds the mula, calls the shots, play game by games, the easiest lottery to play and win. With four numbers from zero to nine up to three times daily to become one of our daily lucky winners. Dial star 946 hash to play now. Or you can also play online at www.gameparkgames.com. Game Park is regulated by the National Lottery Authority.
Investment Limited. Welcome back. Time for us to do showbiz. And Becky Bex is here. She's bringing Yay. the E-Vibe spirit, mm. you know. Very soon you'll be getting new episodes of E-Vibes. I was going to say the lady who has, who has printed E-Vibes and everyone just having I mean, E-Vibes. Oh. You know, I have to have one at the back of my car. Don't, don't we love E-Vibes? <laughs> we love E-Vibes. But we love Diana Hamilton as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. And you know that she has a song out, Say Amen. Yeah. She was on Joy Prime early this morning and she's been talking about, you know, the song, what inspired the song, how she wrote the song and exactly what the song is about. I'm a child of the most high. I walk by faith and not by sight. So I speak this word by faith and call it that Amen. I'm a child of the most high. I walk by faith and not by sight. So I speak this word by faith and call it Dano. Amen. Whose reports will you believe? I shall believe the report of the Most High. Because the enemy should have pulled my Adam. Yeah. You see, uh, sometimes yeah. we see you people and we think everything is fine. It's fine so it's you're saying losing. something magnified. What magnified? What was the problem? It's, it's something I might talk about later. But what I can say is when I was writing the song, gotten over it. it the problem was still staring me in the face mm. but glory be to god it turned like night and day like i stood on that word and i was like not me not in my house mm. it will ever mm. it won't take not my portion and i claimed this in the name of jesus and i said amen mm. and like night and day just I know switch. at the right time I'll talk about it, but just and so this song literally is for anybody who is in the middle of your crisis, because the Bible says, "Let the weak say, I am strong." Diana Hamilton, there, Brace. Are you taking care of yourself? I think I am. You think well, because mm-hmm. well, if you're not, Black mm-hmm. Sheriff says that you should take care of yourself. Musician today released a project which uh, has got social media talking, and he calls it "Take Care of Yourself." Black uh, off the back of his debut, the villain I never was uh, album. Uh, this new one is already being tipped as another set that looks to take the music scene to another level. My colleague Kenneth Alchidaka tells us more about this. Becky, this project first showed up on the radar back in June where Black Sheriff won the Vodafone Ghana Music Award Artist of the Year, where he also announced that there was going to be an EP later this year, which is titled at the time KK Pack. Now, weeks and months passed, not much was heard about it, but finally, after some expectations, the project is out. But this time it has, you know, a very interesting name, which is um, Take Care of Yourself, Black Hole, which has garnered a lot of, you know, attention on social media today. Now, um, another interesting thing about this project today is that he exhibits his alter ego, which he calls Yaya Keke. And this alter ego makes its way onto one of the songs on the, you know, the two-track, you know, EP, where he calls it um, Yaya. And there he, you know, exhibits a lot of 
you know, dexterity when it comes to his struggles and turning them into wins and also using this as encouragement for other people who are, you know, in his space as well. Now, if you have followed music, um, this gentleman's trajectory, the 91-year-old Black Sheriff, you would realize that a lot of analysts have placed him, um, you know, between a high-life artist and a hip-hop artist. Now, this song titled Simmer Down, which is the second one on the two-track EP, is where he, you know, displays a lot of this skill that analysts have, you know, touted of him being, you know, one of the people who are able to blend the high-life genre and the hip-hop culture in a very seamless manner. These songs have basically generated a lot of conversation on social media. You know, he himself has tweeted that this is an era that you are witnessing when it comes to his craft himself and looks like a lot of his fans on social media kind of agree with that because I receive a lot of, you know, warm compliments amongst others. But there are some others who are also raising concern about the fact that you know, Black Chef likes to make mention of a certain substance that, you know, is kind of frowned upon by most people in these parts where we come from. And so the reaction have been mixed. But Black Chef does not seem perturbed about these criticisms because he has been tweeting a lot about how much he loves the project himself. Now, you know, if he, the artist, says that it's all makes the music right, I mean, there's not much that we can do about it as fans. And so Becky, a Black Chef says, take care of yourself. Over to you. Of course, I'm taking care of myself. But uh, before we go, uh, we're throwing back on Whitney Houston uh, on her birthday, on what would have been her 60th birthday. We join in the world to pay tribute to the enduring power of her voice. Whitney Elizabeth Houston was an American singer and actress nicknamed The Voice. She is one of the best-selling music artists of all time with over 220 million records sold worldwide in 2023. Rolling Stone named her the second greatest singer of all time. She had 11 uh, number one singles on the Billboard Hot 100 and is the only artist to have seven consecutive number one singles on the chart. Her accolades include eight Grammy Awards, 16 Billboard Music Awards, two Emmys, and 28 Guinness World Records. Happy heavenly birthday to The Voice. And uh, that'll be all for the news this evening. We uh, great, we are grateful for your company. Please join us tomorrow uh, on Joy News Prime. For more news, log on to myjoyonline.com. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Vet Investment Limited. There are days when you think, whoa, today I've earned it. So order a global. Days when plans run longer. What if we order a global? Or days when you can't control everything. Oh yes, because on global, you can order anything you want. Global, you order, we deliver. Hi, now let me share my wildlife experience with you at Safari Valley Eco Park. 
Welcome to Safari Valley Echo Park. Our electric shuttle pulled up and in no time our tour began. We were surrounded by a wildlife from the moment we entered the Echo Park. We were greeted by experienced tour guides who took us through orientation and how to better enjoy the experience. Watch these animals roam freely in their natural habitat undisturbed by our presence. We saw zebras, sable antelope, brown cranes, mara, silky chicken, nalas, Shetland ponies and so many animals I just couldn't keep up. Our tour guides taught us so much about the wildlife, their behavior and how to interact with them. I even fed them. We also went fishing on a man-made canal. Then we took a break to have lunch in this serene environment. All this amazing experience for this prize for adults? This prize for teenagers. It's a bargain. As the sun began to set, it was time to go back home, but not before dinner by the campfire. It has been a thrill of a lifetime and I can't wait till my next visit. Safari Valley Eco Park, bringing you closer to nature. For the ultimate in entertainment, switch on now. Are you feeling what I'm feeling? Yes! Because DSTV is going to make you with something for everyone. Switch on a world of action and comedy, reality, drama. Hit play now with the DSTV app and catch up. I got you, girl. Get the My DSTV app to get or stay connected. Switch on a world of... Wow. And switch on now with DSTV. Betway is your gateway to a theme park full of gaming excitement. A whirlpool of wonder where your favorite games come to life. Where you can take to the skies with max payouts that reach into the millions. All in the palm of your hand. Visit betway.com.gh. Terms and conditions apply. Betway is regulated by the Gaming Commission of Ghana. No under 18. Bet responsibly. Betway. Bet your way. The business segment is brought to you by Ecobank, the Pan-African Bank. It's time you switch to Bell Park today. Good evening. Welcome to Prime Business with me, Pius Kojobaka. Let's now settle for the details. And the African Development Bank is projecting an inflation of 45% for Ghana in 2023. This will be the highest in West Africa. Here is more. The forecast is coming on the back of a four-month increase in inflation to 43.1% in July. In its latest West Africa Economic Outlook report, the AFDB puts the average inflation in Ghana in 2023 at 38%. Inflation is, however, expected to reduce sharply to about 17% in 2024. 
The country's high inflation has largely been driven by food and non-alcoholic beverages division, averaging about 50% this year. The AFDB, however, warned that a further hike in the Bank of Ghana's policy rate may do more harm than good to growth prospects. Furthermore, rate hikes might not yield the expected result of strengthening the local currency by attracting more capital inflows due to global risk aversion. In West Africa, Benin and Niger will record the lowest inflation of about 3% respectively. All right, so let's bring in the Ghana Statistical Service and engage their perspective on this prediction by the African Development Bank. Joining us via Zoom is the head of price statistics at the Ghana Statistical Service, Foster Jaho for more. Pleasure, you could join me, Foster, on Prime Business. Um, first of all, just yesterday, we an- you, you, you announced basically an inflation rate of 43.1%. And now, um, African Development Bank is saying that we are likely to see the rate go up further to 45% by the end of the year. Really, should we be worried? Thank you. And uh, I think, yes, um, if that is the case, yes, we can say we should be worried. But however, I come from a different standpoint. I come from the point that because we are entering the harvest season, Mm. if indeed production increases, then we are likely to go further, further down than what the project will be like. We might come probably within the thirties, if not lower. And so, if there's no any past policy hikes in petroleum prices, then I don't think we'll, we'll get to that much. We may go up, but it will come down lower than what they are predicting. I know the statistical service uh, doesn't do predictions and projections, but realistically, are we likely to get there? Looking at the current rate of inflation and how food prices uh, basically is driving inflation. Yeah. So as I said. Um, it is true that if you look at the month-on-month and the year in year, we are increasing. But as I said, the good is that we've not, we are not entering the harvest season. And so if we are able to chuck bumper harvest, enough tomatoes, enough rice, enough maize, enough vegetables, then those food, price, uh, food items will push the inflation down. Unless, of course, there's a reversal in some other uh, uh, fiscal policies like increases in taxes, increases in petroleum prices. Otherwise, with a bumper harvest, which we are all expecting because of the rain that we've had, then certainly we should be coming down, if not drastically. And let's look at the significance of the drop we are likely to see um, when we finally um, get to the bumper harvest. You see, the challenge has always been the fact that once you are maybe looking at bumper harvest, then they come with a tax policy. Then they come with maybe the, 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 the forest uh, market becomes unstable. That puts your prediction of GM. And that's how can we always stay away from predicting because we don't have the old, those other microeconomic variables in our hands. But otherwise, if indeed we hold taxes, we hold petroleum prices increases, looking at what we expect from the uh, agriculture side, then we could drop in the range of uh, 8 to 10 by the end of the year. Mm. That will certainly be a good news for us. But from your point of view, uh, Mr. Jahu, what must be the policy direction to control inflation, especially when players in the agri sector are also predicting higher rates um, in the coming months? So I think there are two things we need to look at. One, for agriculture produce, we cannot increase them immediately. Mm. This is a long term. And then we should be able to work on the distribution. 
So we look at where they are produced more and then put in policies to be able to move them to the other sectors. You know, in somewhere in December last year, the Minister of Agriculture did something about business of food to a crap. We should also try and send them to other areas like we've seen in uh, Northeast, where prices of food items are soaring. And so we should be able to move and do a, a fair distribution to be able to balance the equation. Then two, even as we're looking at the short term, we should put in policies that will increase production what we get next year. Otherwise, you and I will come back to the same table during the same discussion. And so we should look at giving the farmers some uh, subsidies, uh, fertilizers, soft loans, and then help them to be able to increase their rate of cultivation. All right. We are grateful. Head of Price Statistics, um, Foster Jaho, um, speaking to us there on the back of the prediction the African Development Bank is making. Um, we shall, of course, keep our eyes on that and, of course, update you in our subsequent bulletins. So while longer on inflation-related stories, government's quest to bring down inflation has been questioned after it continued to heighten taxes. According to economist Professor Charles Acker, the rising inflation could be blamed on fiscal policy measures being undertaken by government. He was speaking at a program organized by the Institute of Statistical, Social and Economic Research to review the media budget. Ghana are high, and in the environment of high prices, we increase government fiscal policy is neutral. Basically, we have avoided the days of price control. We have taken away subsidies on utilities, electricity, fuel, and then we add taxes in the same environment. Totally awkward. In other countries, when inflation is even external and is coming from the global market, fiscal policies absorb. If you will not control prices, essential prices like food and uh, gas and uh, utility and petrol, you don't add taxes on them in that environment. And a cross-section of Ghanaians have expressed their displeasure about the high cost of living in the country. Their concerns follow the rise in inflation rate to 43.1% for the month of July. Joy Business hit the streets to gauge the reactions of citizens and what they make of the current inflationary trends and how that is affecting their lives. Here are what some of them had to say. It is too high. You understand some the increase, the increment of um, you know prices and goods and services. It's really bad, and especially you know most of the times this these things happen when when there's an importation. You understand the businessmen and the investors. You know when they try to import goods and services from outside, yeah, and they, you know there's a lot of taxes on them. You feel me? Yeah. So the government tried to put a lot of taxes on them, and when it happens like that, with the consumers, it's really affects us. Yeah. So some of the products, something like bread, something like even food to food to eat. Currently, right now, if you're having 20 cities, trust me, you are not going to get a food that is going to satisfy you. You understand? Unless you get like 50 cities, that is when you're going to fill. You understand? And right now, the the formation for this economy is um, 001. You understand, yeah. So that means in the morning you're not going to eat, in the afternoon you're not going to eat, then in the evening you find something to eat. The way um, things have gone high so far, it has really um, destroyed or uh, damaged our economy. So I feel like if things can go a little bit down, it also helps us and it also creates more jobs. Because now even if you can't even get a 200 job again or a 300 job at the end of the month, and now things have gone high... We can't even rent even a single room like we used to do before. So everything has gone high to the point that the insecurities keeps on adding. Because of the inflation now, even people are not patronizing our, our business. We find it very, very difficult to, to, to get our daily sales. The, the passengers are not coming they, because they use 
to join Trotro rather than the taxi. Because the taxi is very expensive than the Trotro. So they used to join the tax, uh, the Trotro more than the taxi. So I find it change very, very, very difficult now. Over the world now, see, it is not Ghana alone. You see, the inflation, everything, rate and everything, it's within the old world. It's not within Ghana, our, our motherland alone. So, see, so it, it is the hand of God. You see, I mean, maybe Gakal, you know, you see, Barbara tell us, the, you know, days will come, times will come, and things will change. And we shall see certain things. You see, and then when we started seeing all these things, we have to know that eh, the time or the time is coming to an end. Away from inflation-related stories, the International Monetary Fund has maintained that Bank of Ghana's current financial position will not affect monetary policy operations and mandate. This was captured in an update issued by the IMF on Ghana's program with the fund. There is more in the following report. IMF, in its latest question and answer on Ghana's program, noted that despite Bank of Ghana's challenging financial position, this will not prevent the central bank from fulfilling its policy mandate and ensuring that inflation rates gradually returns to its 8% target. The IMF adds that the central bank's income is expected to be sufficient to cover monetary policy operational costs. The fund in the question and answers also disclosed that the central bank's net equity is expected to improve significantly over time and eventually return to positive territory. It also admitted that the Bank of Ghana's heavy participation in the debt exchange program did contribute to its negative equity. On domestic debt exchange program, the IMF revealed that finalization of the second round of the exchange, that is the cocoa bills, domestic dollar bond and pension funds should finally bring an end to the process when it comes to the domestic debts. However, on the status of the external debts, the IMF revealed that the next step is the official creditor committee for Ghana under the G20 common framework to reach agreement with the authorities on the specific modalities of how official creditors intend to deliver debt relief consistence with fund program parameters. Now, oil marketing firm Star Oil has been ranked among the top three firms in the industry. This is based on analysis by the National Petroleum Authority. Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. On product sales ending April this year. There is more in this report. The top three sports Joy Business understands has been traditionally held by Goyle, Shell and Total Energies. However, it appears that is changing. National Petroleum Authority data on products sold by the over 100 oil marketing firms showed that there has been some shift in the market. Goyle has the top spot in the country with a market share of 18.50%. It is followed by Shell, now Vivo with 8.51% of the market. New entrants to the top three, Star Oil, has 8.12%. Total Energies now occupies the fourth spot with a market share of 8.01%. It is followed by Zane Petroleum. Puma occupies the sixth position. For some industry analysts, they are linking the Star Oil strong pickup to its pricing strategy over the past few months. 
In some cases, Star Oil has sold its products at the pumps significantly lower than its peers in the country. The new data from the National Petroleum Authority shows that Goyle, Shell, Star Oil, Total and Zen now make up the top five oil marketing companies. Chief Executive of the Driver and Vehicle Licensing Authority, Kwesi Ajemabuzia, is advocating energy-efficient vehicles that will mitigate the impact of fossil fuels on the environment. Speaking at the media review conference in Sinyang, Mr. Buzia said such vehicles would complement efforts towards the promotion of a sustainable green future. Precious Semevo has more. 2023 DVLA's media review conference in Sunyai themed delivering quality service through service optimization, a panacea to consolidating our gains, is to assess performance so far and assess the implementation of issues from the previous year. The board chairman Frank Davis in his remarks called on officers of the authority to develop a mindset that will make them empathize with the needs of clients and seek ways to exceed their expectations. Whilst we have made commendable achievements in streamlining services and reducing processing times, there are such challenges such as delays in printing driving licenses, attitudinal issues on the part of some staff, and the increasing cases of indiscipline and bad behavior amongst many others. I wish to reiterate the board's firm resolve not to shield anyone who falls short of laid down procedures or sins against the authorities' disciplinary code. Bono Regional Minister Justina Osubanahini appealed for a change in the region's vehicular number. The SWR Brong Ahafo region has given birth to three regions. Our number place still bear the label Brong Ahaf, denoted by BA. My humble plea is that in the coming year 2024, you may want to consider the assurance of a new plate that distinctly reflects the Bono region, perhaps with the code BR and BS. Chief Executive of DVLA, Kwesia Jimanbuzia, said the authority is committed to a digital transformation that will bring convenient transactions to drivers and vehicle owners and make the authority a global customer-centric institution. Mr. Buzia, however, advocated for energy-efficient vehicles that will mitigate the impact of fossil fuels on the environment. Advocating for the adoption of electric vehicles will herald the new dawn of clean and green transportation in Ghana. By promoting the use of energy-efficient vehicles, we should drive towards mitigating the impact of fossil fuels on our health and environment at large. When managed properly, our initiatives and innovations will resonate far beyond our borders and our respective tenure, shaping a greener, more sustainable future for generations to come. A new era of efficiencies beckons as we embrace process automation from registration to license renewals, our streamlined processes will minimize waiting times and maximize our customer satisfaction. The board chairman used the occasion to launch the 25th anniversary celebration of DVLA, expected to climax in August 2024. Precious Semevo Joy News, Sunyai. You're still watching Prime Business. The Director General of the Social Security and National Insurance Trust, NIT, Dr. John Oforitinkran, has indicated that it has recorded organic growth in contributions in the past month. 
The trust currently has 1.9 million active contributors. According to Dr. Ufuritinkran, there is the need for more contributors to join the trust, especially those in the informal sector, to safeguard their future. Look at the growth rate of uh, even our contributions when you adjust it even for inflation. We are seeing organic growth. We have seen an uptick in the number of people that are joining the scheme. Our active contributor base has grown from some 1.4 or so million uh, a few years ago to now we are now looking at about 1.9 million uh, active contributors. Uh, and those are just people who are giving us money regularly. But there are people who are contributing who, for one reason or the other, may not be giving us money regularly. So in terms of the number of people that are actually on our database, I think we have about some four-odd million people. But the active contributors are about 1.9 million. But this number is uh, on the uptick. And especially we are seeing an uptick in the self-employed persons who now know that they too can join the SNIT scheme to have a secure future. The Chamber of Telecommunications is advocating for the translation of e-government services into local languages to enable women in rural communities access and benefit from the opportunities available through these services. Chief Executive Officer of the Chamber, Dr. Kenneth Ashibe, made this call at a knowledge forum to launch GSMA's report on inclusive e-government services in Ghana. There is more in this report. The report, Inclusive E-Government Services in Ghana, Enhancing Women's Access and Usage, examines women's access to digital government services via mobile platforms for business in Ghana. The findings reveal that Ghanaian women face challenges in accessing these services due to affordability issues, low awareness, and inadequate digital skills. Reacting to this, the CEO of the Ghana Chamber of Telecommunication, Engineer Dr. Ken Ashibe, indicated that Translating e-government services into local languages could enhance usability for women in rural areas to navigate this digital landscape. And then for me, another fundamental thing in all of this is that in terms of the language that we use for most of these e-services, they are still in English. You know, and so when you have my grandmother, for example, in Chama, for example, who cannot read English, and then you want to, because of the issues of cost as well, she has a feature phone. How is she going to do the USSD things? We need to find a way in which our technology people would be able to provide these services in their local language, not even just in text, but in video, in audio, and all of that, so that if my grandmother wants to buy or wants to sell something, you can speak to the device, and then the device will be able to tell it's actually her from her voice, from her face, and all of that. He also indicated that although efforts are being made to bridge gender gaps in the digital landscape, a lot of work still needs to be done. There's been quite some progress that has been made uh, so far as the gender gap is concerned. Uh, and so if you look into the report, there are still some cultural challenges that exist. So there's a lot of work that needs to happen. Uh, we, you know, and that's where it is important that uh, government has, you know, there's an alignment between the various policies that we have. So... You see government pushing a lot of this, uh, you know, digitization, government pushing a lot of these uh, digital services. It's good that now the Cyber Security Authority has come. Very recently, you got about 400 of these uh, lenders.
you know being arrested and all of that we need to ensure that a lot of trust will be built you know in these systems senior insight manager at gmsa nigham shahid shared some of the findings identified in the report so the first one is to increase awareness of e-government services the second is to boost women's literacy and basic digital skills the third is to increase knowledge of how to use e-government services the fourth address affordability barriers. The fifth, enhance security against online fraud. The sixth, address the issue of poor network coverage or slow connection. Seventh, provide end-to-end services to make the digital process more appealing. And eighth, reduce downtime of e-government platforms and lack of interactive or user-friendly interface. The study was conducted over a six-month period in the Greater Accra, Ashanti, northern regions of Ghana. Esther Nkrumah's report read to you. Thanks so much for watching Prime Business with me, Pius Kojo Baka. We've got international business for you after which Prime Sports is next with Pusbao. Do enjoy. Bye. Was brought to you by Ecobank, the Pan African Bank. Take a Sima Samen Bank for your QR code. It's time you switch to Bell Park today.
The magic is in the design. My name is John, and this is my long time crush. My cookie dipped in strawberry yogurt. On this scorching hot afternoon on our way back from a long job hunt, we met this good Samaritan who offered us a ride. Six weeks later. Big night to Chanel, a special wedding reception for her bride and groom. And there she is, my cookie, dipped in someone else's yogurt. Don't be like John. Who holds the mula? Calls the shot. Play game by games, the easiest lottery to play and win. With four numbers from zero to nine, up to three times daily to become one of our daily lucky winners. Dial star 946 hash to play now. Or you can also play online at www.gameparkgames.com. Game Park is regulated by the National Lottery Authority. Many people think I get whatever I want because I'm a popular actress. But no, that is not true. Mia Sano. And when I find it, I stick to it. My bell pack tissues. Bell pack tea roll. Bell pack tea roll. Soft, but not weak. Strong, but not hard. It is smooth. It's just perfect. Same as the kitchen towel. What about what? One bell pack kitchen towel lasts longer and saves you money. It's time you switch to bell pack today. Say your pocket tissue, table napkin, tea roll, and a kitchen towel. Bell pack is simply the best. It's just perfect. Nothing feels so good like bell pack. Hey, Charlie, welcome back. The malaria really knocked you down, eh? Charlie, no joke. Fever, headache, vomiting, loss of appetite. I couldn't even eat my usual fufu. <laughs> you and your fufu. But I hope you got it tested before the malaria treatment. Yes, I did. And thanks to Malatu, I kicked out malaria one time. When malaria strikes, take Malatu, containing Arthometer and Lumifantrin. Comes in tablets and suspension for effective treatment of malaria. Great to have you back. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. Mala 2 is suitable for adults and children. Manufactured and distributed by NS Chemist Limited. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA.
Another welcome to Prime Sports with me, Razak Musbao. Now, the uh, 2023 edition of the Millennium Marathon was launched today in Accra. Well, my colleague Kwame Benaya was there and came to with this report. The event, which started in 2015, saw reps from various distinguished companies present for the occasion at the base lodge in Accra. Speaking at the occasion, race director Kaki Morton says one of the main purposes of the marathon is to help nurture the young talents in the country. I remember we sponsored Ishmael Arthur to the Dubai Marathon, I think three years ago. And it's something that we, we look at to help athletes to develop and to improve. But in recent conversations, we've discussed about, uh, we've discussed how we can actually nurture the younger ones. And we've been thinking about how we can start um, a program for young children. and. Nori and I were having a conversation about why the Kenyans and the Ugandans are so good and many of us think that it's because of the high altitude and he's telling me that it's not because of the high altitude but because in Kenya children still run. Children run from, to school and from school every day. But in Ghana and in, you know, in Africa, the rest of, of, of the world, we take our children to school in cars and he was saying they actually pick their children and put them on the seats you know, in the class. And children don't have, you know, that exposure to running anymore. And so if we can begin to inculcate running in children. Um, over the years, Millennium Marathon started a kids' race. Um, COVID shut us down, but maybe we can start that again. But let's look at the younger ones who are coming. Ishmalata and Ko are probably in their prime. Maybe in a few years, they probably won't be running anymore. So let's look at the young ones and see how we can nurture them together with the um, Ghana Athletics and then maybe, who knows, we might bring the next future champion from Ghana. Yes. The event, which had 5,000 participants last year, is expecting 7,000 athletes this year on September 2. The winner of the marathon for both male and female will walk away with an amount of 75,000 Ghana CDs. Second place takes home 50,000 Ghana CDs, while the third position will walk home with an amount of 30,000 Ghana CDs. Now let's stay in athletics where the Ghana Athletics has elected Ba Fuseni as the new president of the association for the next four years. Fuseni, who previously served as the chief executive officer of the association, was elected during its elective congress in Techiman earlier today. Now all the 50 delegates of the congress voted for Fuseni to be at the wheel of affairs of the Ghana Athletics from now till 2027. We are so honored to be elected into office. We know there's so much work to be done, and I know with these executives, we will do what we are supposed to do to take Ghana athletes to the next level. We have got the experience, the knowledge, all the contacts, all the connections to move athletics forward. I will not say much. Our duty, our work will speak for itself. So we are so honored and we are so grateful to be elected. And I say thank you to everybody. We are honored. Thank you so much. Now, the football season is back. And the 93rd season of La Liga, which is Spain's top flight football, begins tomorrow, Friday, 11 August 2023. And is scheduled to end on the 26th of May next year. Now, las Palmas, Alaves, and Granada will make a return to... Escuchas ese rugido. 
¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Top flight, after some stint in the lower tier, while uh, Rayo Valacano and Almeria will be the ones to open the new season at the Estadio del Mediterráneo. Here is a preview to the fixtures this weekend. Do you want to live the ultimate football show? Join us. We are La Liga. A global leader in football entertainment. Committed to offering the most innovative experience. To millions of fans all over the planet. And we certainly do. Don't you think? You're probably wondering how we've come so far. Well, let's take a little journey in time. From the days of Di Stefano and Kubala, we've always had the best football, the biggest stars, and the certainty that their stories deserve to be told in the most impressive way, using the most modern and innovative tools. This has been an exciting journey for us. Thanks to our continuous focus on match production technology, we're changing football from a sporting event into a groundbreaking audiovisual experience enjoyed by millions around the world. This is La Liga, the ultimate football show. And the best is yet to come. Now, joining us for some more perspective and some analysis on the new La Liga season is the La Liga uh, rep for Ghana and Nigeria, Desmond Chigi. And uh, he joins us all the way from Lagos in Nigeria via Zoom. Desmond, good to have you. And finally, the new season is upon us. Um, just, uh, I mean, just, just a little reflection on last season. Let me just get your thoughts on uh, what you made of last season as we look forward to the start of the new season tomorrow. Um, thank you for having me. Um, um, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, I think last season was uh, was kind of a exciting. It was exciting, um, you know. Um, um, Barcelona and uh, took the, took the title away, and um, it was something that was great for them uh, after coming back through what they came through. Um, yeah, and then uh, the other teams fought hard to get there, and eventually they couldn't do it. And uh, yeah, it's, it's still going to be interesting again. Uh, Sevilla came back from 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 having a poor from having a poor start to a to almost a great finish. They winning the uh, Europa League. Uh, and, uh, Real Sociedad picked up form when it needed to be. Um, Atletico Madrid faltered a little bit somewhat, you know. Um, yeah, but um, I think last, the last season was was great, and I think this one is going to be even better. 
Well, interesting. Um, what's so unique about this season, though? What, what, what's, what's really unique about this upcoming season? Of course, we know uh, there's not going to be the goal line technology. That's something that, you know, caught a lot of people's attention. But beyond that, what's, what's really unique about this season coming up? Oh, well, um, I think this season is going to be fantastic. You know, I mean, um, you know, uh, it's no longer going to be, as you all know, it's no longer going to be La Liga Santander. Uh, it's going to be La Liga EA Sports, and uh, it's, it's a good marriage. Um, and EA came at a point in time where, you know, great things are happening. And now, so uh, the, the graphics, the designs, the visuals are going to be different. Uh, the match day experience for the fans is going to be different. It's going to be more exciting, more better graphics, better designs. And, yeah, and it's going to be more competitive, competitive than ever, you know. So, uh, yeah, it's, I think we're going to have a great season, uh, a great, great season uh, this time around. But let's talk in terms of the quality of players on display. Of course, we saw Madrid make a few signings. Jude Bellingham coming mm -hmm. into the fray. Uh, Barcelona also made a few signings there. And, of course, uh, we've seen just a few signings in the league. But, I mean, what's really your take out in terms of the signings, uh, the players that have come into the La Liga, and how do you think uh, they will possibly fare? Well, I think um, Barcelona, they, they, they are, I mean, they've had, they had, they had a great preseason. Uh, Madrid as well. I've got to have had a great season under their belt. Barcelona too, Atletico Madrid too, and um, Sevilla as well, and other teams below there have, have, have somewhat had a great uh, preseason. I think the teams are ready. The teams are ready to go again. Uh, they are all excited. Um, yeah, and, and the new signings that are coming in, like Jude Bellingham, like you said, for, for Real Madrid, is going to be something refreshing. It's going to be something new. We are all excited to see him play. Mm. Uh, we are all excited to see uh, what the impact that is going to bring to the to the to the strong Madrid side, you know, yes, yeah, some players have, have left, and yeah, and I believe that uh, new players are coming in as well. And you see, the, the transfer window is not yet uh, concluded, and I believe uh, more players are going to be coming in. I believe the players that are coming in general are going to bring their own value; they are going to add their own impact. And yeah, for which for whatever team they play, we wish them the best, and we want them to have a wonderful season. But, I mean, let's just talk a bit about Barcelona. Uh, of course, uh, did pick up some reports that they are yet to finalize their registration of their players. Uh, but what, what can you share relative to that very situation at Barcelona? Well, you know, um, at La Liga, there is a process. You know, there are, you know, there are processes that we all had to adhere to. You know, uh, um, you know, uh, who, uh, for all the clubs. I mean, all the clubs. So this is to the. The processes are all, are all agreed by the are all agreed by the clubs, and uh, yeah, Barcelona is going through a period of time where uh, I think they will get they will, they will probably they, will, they are going to get better. You know, they are just going through a, a little bit of time of uh, change. You know, we know when change comes, uh, uh, two or two three things need to uh, uh, suffer a little bit, but I think they will be up there again. And yeah, and I, and we hope that before the before the the, the 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 transfer window closes, that they can be able to meet up the quota and. And get their players registered. And if they don't, then uh, you know I think um, um, they will. You know I don't know what what will happen. I hope that they, it doesn't get to that. Uh, yeah, and we'll, we'll wait and see what happens. Anyways, we we'll wait and see what happens. It's still a lot. It's still anything can happen at this point in time. Mm. Well, I'm not going to ask you who, which team you believe might <laughs> win the league. It's too early to get into that prediction. But let me yeah, just ask okay. you which players you believe will be. Uh, if I should say, the face of La Liga this season. Which players do you wow. are you counting to be the star players this season? Wow, wow, wow. I'm looking at uh, Jude Bellingham. I'm looking at um, uh, the Iñaki brothers, uh, Williams and... Uh, and uh, sorry, the Williams brothers, the Iñaki Williams and, uh, and Nico Williams. 
Uh, I'm looking at um, Real Sociedad. We have Omar Sadiq as well. Uh, he's coming back from injury now. I'm, I'm hoping he's going to keep the ground running. Um, I'm looking at Celta. They have some good players as well that are going to be doing some great work. And then you go to Villarreal. Uh, we have uh, their, 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 well, Chukwese has left. Yeah. But I believe they've, they, they, have, they have a new striker that they've signed from, I think, from Real Sociedad, if I'm, if I'm getting it correctly. Mm. Um, yeah, it's going to be exciting. Um, I'm looking at great players. We have Jude Bellingham. I'm looking at Camavinga as well for Real Madrid. Mm. Uh, I'm looking at Chumeni as well. He's going to be making a great impact. I'm, I'm sure he's going to be having more great game time uh, this season. And then when you go to Barcelona, you've got your Pedris and, um, and, 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 you know, you've got your Pedris, you've got your Ansu Fatis and all that. I think they are also going to have a great season. And then the, the Iñaki brothers, are, the William brothers are also going to have, a, I'm, 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 I'm sure they're going to have a great season for Athletic Bilbao. Well, great. Chiji, thanks very much for your time. Of course, uh, we'll be talking to you more as the season develops. You know, that's Chiji there, uh, you know, the rep for La Liga in for Nigeria and Ghana. But just, just a little bit in staying in uh, La Liga, Real Madrid goalkeeper Thibaut Courtois, he has ruptured his anterior crucial ligament in his left knee and uh, is likely to miss the majority of the season. Now, um, Thibaut Courtois, of course, he uh, is 20 years old, the Belgian international. We understand he will undergo surgery in the coming days. And, of course, Courtois was named the best goalkeeper in the world at last year's Ballon d'Or Awards. And he has won the Spain's La Liga twice since joining Real Madrid in 2018. Uh, he has also made 230 appearances for Real, who play Athletic Bilbao in the first La Liga game of the season on Saturday. Let's get to the English Premier League now. And, of course, um, joining us is Roman Osman. And all the way in London, of course, to bring us some up to speed on what's happening in the English Premier League. But just before we speak to Roman Osman, Manchester City and Burnley, they will open the new Premier League season at the Tef Moor on Friday. And ahead of which Pep Gajola, he has ruled out any chance of possibly winning the treble again. Season what we have done, but uh, the last two days we, we came down to the mountain and we start from the, you know, from there, when everyone with the same intention and will be a lot, a lot of difficulties to to climb as high as possible on our level, the mountain, and, and we'll see our football, our behaviors, our mentality will dictate how is the season will be. So in football and sport, what you have done remains in our hearts, in our minds, how nice it was, but it's over. So every season I start from zero and again. But uh, the history speaks for itself. When you achieve something, what you have done is almost impossible to repeat. We have to be aware of that. And and hopefully our fans, like ourselves, we can understand how difficult it was and just to try to win or try to do good performance against Burley and after Newcastle and after Sheffield and... Game by game, no, no more than that. Congratulations. Well, Roman Osman is a sports journalist. He's based in London, and he writes for London World, and uh, he joins us all the way from London. Roman, thank you so much for making time to join us and join us here in Accra. Of course, we know the English Premier League starting tomorrow. We've all been waiting for it, and even ahead of which, all the transfer rumors, Caicedo, Ari Maguire, has almost wept 
uh, what the appetites of a lot of people, you know, ahead of that season. But just share with us, what is the atmosphere like in England ahead of the season start tomorrow? Well, thank you for taking me to um, Newtown, Kutubadi, and Alajo without me having to buy plane tickets. So, yeah, and you're right. Uh, the Premier League is considered the biggest show in the world. I mean, so it's it's exciting. It's a little bit nervous for a lot of teams because we have a team like Luton coming into the Premier League. It's a very small club, not a lot of money, but they're playing in the Premier League maybe for the first time in maybe 20, 25 years. So, yeah, like you rightfully said, um, tomorrow the first ball is kicked between champions Manchester City and then Burnley. And from there, it's all action with the top liner being Chelsea against Liverpool or Stamford Bridge. I mean, let's talk about, you know, the season coming up. Uh, of course, I'm, I know you've been following the, uh, the changes that have been made to the season, this very season, of course, relative to extra time, trying to nip in the bad, you know, time wasting mm-hmm. and all the other things that have been introduced ahead of the season. Uh, what has stood out for you in terms of the changes that have been introduced uh, for this coming season? Actually, I was at the World Cup in Qatar where... We saw for the first time the attempts to cut time wasting, and so we had a lot of added time after 90 minutes. And you saw that in the community shield, didn't you? Where Manchester City had a lot of complaints because I think it had eight minutes added to the game, and then Arsenal equalized to the game's penalties and win. You will see a lot of that also. One thing again, you are adding is to, to get managers not to react. So last season, we had a lot of reactions on the touchline. Mikel Arteta was incredibly involved. I don't want to say aggressive. Jürgen Klopp also was sent off at a point in time for his reaction to referees. And even Pep Guardiola at some point was being spoken to and all that. At the beginning of the season, we had that big clash between Thomas Tuchel and Antonio Conte where they shaked hands and they pulled each other and, and all that. What the Premier League is trying to do, as a lot of players have said on socials already, is trying to take the human part of the game. I don't know if it's the right thing to do, but all you'll see players react much more you'd see a, le- a certain level of emotion being taken away because referees are going to be firm. Mm-hmm. They've been told to show a lot of cards if somebody aggressively reacts. So these are a few changes, but keep an eye for the added minutes because a lot of games will go into 100 minutes. Mm. Interesting. But let's narrow down to the movement of players. Of course, we know uh, we've heard in the last hours or so that Harry Kane is most likely to end up in Germany, he's not going to be playing for Tottenham anymore. We'd like to get some updates on that. There's a situation with Harry Maguire. West Ham want to get him out of Manchester. And, of course, there's also Chelsea, who have been on with Moises Caicedo and are also showing interest in Romeo Olivia. That's And we understand Liverpool is somewhere in there trying to hijack the Moises Caicedo deal. I mean, let's talk about the transfers now. Harry Kane, Harry Maguire, Moises Caicedo. What do you have to share with us on these players? Well, that's you've mentioned some of the world's best players. Harry is easily, for me, the best striker in the Premier League. And I know a lot of people will say Ellen Haaland scored a lot of goals, but Harry is unbelievable. He is like Wayne Rooney when Wayne was was quite really young. Plays as a striker, can play as a midfielder. Three-time Golden Premier League Golden Boot winner. I think he won it in 2016, 2017, and 2021. Scored over 350 goals in his career. He's just 47 goals short of 
Alan Shearer's Premier League record. So that's massive for him. And Bayern are willing to spend almost 87 million pounds. That's almost that's more than 100 million euros on him. He's 30. He's got 12 months of his contract. So it's really down to Harry at the moment if he really wants to go. And the, the big question is where do Spurs go from here? Because if you think about Tottenham, I'm sure the first thing that comes into mind is Harry Kane. I mean, he's that's his boyhood club through the ranks, scored a lot of goals, and he's literally the symbol of the club. So Tottenham will have now agreed that they will sell him. It's up to Harry to say, okay, I want to go, mm. or no, I want to stay. And key here, here, here also is that um, Harry's got 12 months left on his contract. He's not willing to sign a new contract at this particular moment. What it means is that he could sign a pre-contract a club abroad. Mm. Could be Bayern in January, could be Inter, could be anything in in Europe mm. in six months, or he could walk away as a free player in 12 months. So Tottenham, Levy being a shrewd businessman saying, okay, I will sell at this price, and that's where we are with Harry Kane. I personally still think that we have a long way to go because I know Harry in person. I know what Tottenham means to him. I know what playing, playing in North London means to him. Mm. But he's got to decide. A lot of people say he's got to start winning trophy Henry Winter said in, on his socials this this morning that the game is about glory and glory is winning trophies. We'll see. It's up to him. Even people close to him now can't even confirm if he's going or not. But one thing is certain that Spurs have finally broken and said they will sell him. On Harry Maguire, that's a really interesting one, only because he plays in Manchester and I hardly I hardly see him or know what he, he is like behind the scene. Mm. What one thing again about him is that the move to West Ham will be incredibly good to him on footballing reasons. He gets to play in a club where there's less pressure. Mm. One of the things about Harry that a lot of people don't understand is that he was an absolute baller at Leicester. And even when he came to Manchester United, despite all the pressure, we were with him at the World Cup in Qatar. And he was one of England's best players. And Southgate continues to back him. He played for England when England were impressive at the World Cup in Russia, played for for England when they were impressive at the World Cup in Qatar, mm. played for England when England got to the final of the Euros. Every time he's played for his country, he's been incredibly good. What that also tells us is that if you create an environment for him to excel, he will play very well. And I think David Moyes is experienced. He's got what it takes to get the best out of Harry. And he's an incredible leader. A lot of people say he could eventually be the captain of West Ham because mm. Declan Rice is gone. So they're also looking for a new leader and He's, he he's could be, he could, several, yeah, he could yeah, be. He, he could, could be, be the leader there. But the yeah. big question is, where will Moises Caicedo land? Is he going to go to Liverpool? Or is he going to stay? He's going to come to London. Where, where is he going to land, Roman? Oh, that saga, every single time we think we've narrowed it down, it takes a different turn. 21-year-old mm. Ecuador international, I think Chelsea really want him. And Brighton tell me always that they're willing to sell. They've never said they were never going to sell, but they are willing to sell at a price that they deem is the value. And bear in mind, West Ham sold the clon rise for 105. That's where they're looking at it. West Ham sold Declan for 105. Chelsea paid Benfica mm -hmm. over 100 million for Enzo Fernandez. Mm. And that's where they're looking at the gauge and they're gauging and say, okay, if he, if he paid Enzo, mm. okay, he had a really good World Cup, but he's never played in the Premier League before. Mm. And you paid over 100 for him. You're coming for, 
for Caicedo and Kais is like Moises is incredibly good. Mm. Maybe the closest thing to Angola Kante. And that's where the figure Chelsea have had three bits already turned down, including something close to 85 million, and they are still not holding. Mm. And, and for him also, it's quite really important because Tony Bloom wants an up, upfront payment that is quite significant. So even if they're not going to pay for 100 million in the end, they've got to put mm. down a substantial amount of money. Mm. And that's where the, the bone of contention is. In the last two hours, we understand that Liverpool also have been interested. And I'm surprised Liverpool haven't come into this mm -hmm. in the last mm -hmm. months. Mm -hmm. But now they are beginning to look and say, mm. listen, we need to reinforce in the midfield. And that could be what Brighton need at this particular moment. So, it's, unlikely, it's, it's, so it's very unlikely that we might see the end of this even before... Uh, you know, the, uh, the start of the season on Friday or even before Chelsea and Liverpool meet there. Well, Roman, that's where time will permit us to uh, talk about this. Of course, we'll keep, we'll, keep to, we'll keep the conversation on as the season has now started. That's Roman Osman, and thank you very much for making time with us here on Prime Sports. My name is Rizak Musbao, and up here next is PM Express. Sports Segments. Was brought to you by Mende DBS Industries to you. Let's go to DBS Industries. Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.